Welcome to Building the Oracle, a podcast about two dudes building a publishing house and film studio from the ground up with little more than a frayed rope and a burgeoning sense of adventure. I'm your host, Jay Swanson. And I'm Richie Bilkey. And today's guests are two friends who you may know from my vlog if you follow along already on YouTube, John Clark of Private Practice Workshop and Oliver G of the Earful Tower podcast. We talked a lot about podcasting today. It's pretty meta. Our first podcast episode, a lot about podcasting, how to make a podcast, how to make it good, how to have a fun time, how to monetize it, how to build an audience, and how not to break down, you know, when the, the emotional cards start falling. But the most interesting thing for me, among many, but one of the most interesting things for me was hearing a lot more about John and Oliver's personal stories. They're both very successful podcasters. They're, they've been doing it for years. Uh, they're fantastically knowledgeable, but they also started from very humble beginnings, similar to my own, struggling just to make anything happen. And so it's, it was really cool to hear more about how they got to where they're at. How about you, Richard? For me, I'd, I'd echo that, but I'd also say they both had a very an attitude towards just jump in, take action, and get going don't wait for great as uh, as oliver said you know their whole take was that it's the process of learning is is the product uh when it's a podcast things like this like jump in and and don't don't come up with an idea and think you're going to be a genius and tell everyone everything like learning and and acting is the process so i'd like to think that we're geniuses going into this at least uh before we dive into today's episode so you can hear and our and experience our genius in your ears, as this is our first episode ever, we thought it would make sense to introduce ourselves really quickly, along with the concept of the podcast and why we're doing it in the first place. My name again is Jay Swanson. I am an American YouTuber and sci-fi fantasy writer who's lived in Paris for the better part of the last three years. I've written and published something like eight books, along with the world's first real-time fantasy blog, which I'm sure will make sense of at some point, and have outsized aspirations of putting this entire universe that I've created not only onto the page, but eventually the silver screen as well. I've vlogged every day for about three years on YouTube, which is how most of you probably found me to begin with, at least. And I'm in the process of shuffling my schedule and my entire life around. Uh, and this podcast is a part of that. And I'm Richard Bilkey. Um, I'm an Australian who's been living in Paris for five years now. I've got a background in book publishing, both as an editor and on the sales and marketing side of things. And when I came to Paris, I, I got a student visa and did an MBA here. So I'm basically your average book nerd who also really loves spreadsheets and business plans. It's basically... He does love spreadsheets. It's I do. good. Yeah. And I guess, I, I guess that's why we ended up working together. We met about three years ago at Le Peloton Cafe, which you're going to hear about a lot in this podcast and probably future ones. And I think you were back then doing bike tours and teaching English to make ends meet. Yeah. Um, we bonded over sci-fi and fantasy books and you shared some of your books for me to read and I, I, I really got into them and really loved them. Uh, and so you started telling me about, about the bigger universe that you wanted to build, not only for the, you know, the, the books themselves, the, the stories in the books, but also the publishing universe and, and the film universe that you want to build around the books. And really that's where this podcast, you know, three years later, um, we are committing to, to making that happen. We want to build that universe we want to take that out of your head and and create a, a publishing empire and, a, and, a, and hopefully a film empire around that and this is a way this podcast is a way for us to commit to that publicly and also to share that with uh, you know the, the fans um that you've you've you know the, the people who have been supporting you on patreon the people who've been watching you on on your vlog uh making sure that they can follow along and and be part of that 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 journey for us so Part of the adventure. That is one of the things too, because when I first met Richard, he was already building a publishing house 
from spreadsheets. So I figured, okay, this is a guy that I need to get to know and I need to get to work with me at some spreadsheets point. Spreadsheets and stories. Spreadsheets and stories. Well, there was a lot of content that he was working from, which we can save for another. St- you will know exactly who we're talking about one of these days because it's, it is very impressive. In the meantime, with today's episode, along with so much of my life these days, it would not be possible without the ongoing support of my amazing patrons over on Patreon. Have to give them a shout out in this first episode. If you would like to support this podcast, along with all of the ridiculous projects that we're going to be divulging over the next few months, then head over to patreon.com slash Swanson and get some behind the scenes perks and benefits. With that, let's get into today's conversation with John Clark and Oliver G. Welcome to Building the Oracle. I'm your host, Jay Swanson. And today I'm lucky to be joined by two of my good pals in Paris here, John Clark and Oliver G. If you follow along with my YouTube channel, uh, you've heard of Dude Bro Coffee before. It's a thing we do every once in a while where the three of us get together to catch up a little bit on life and see if we can't help overcome each other's struggles a little bit through discussion as we go with our respective businesses and sometimes, you know, our personal lives because we're imperfect human beings. As it turns out, John Clark runs Business Made Human and the Private Practice Workshop podcast where he helps business owners and in particular therapists to build and grow thriving private practices. He's a business consultant, guru, YouTuber, podcaster, and mastermind extraordinaire. John, welcome to the show. Hello. Glad to have you here. Oliver G is a journalist turned podcaster from Australia who runs France's premier English speaking podcast, The Earful Tower. Besides being a prolific podcaster and possibly the best connected person I know in Paris, Oliver is a pun master who has racked up a whopping three Best of Paris awards from Expatriate Magazine, and I would guess will never be knocked from that slot. Oliver, are you more proud of your expat awards or the fact that you are probably the punniest title maker around? I'm most excited when you say that I'm the premier podcaster. You are the premier. I just like when you say it. You're on top. I don't know what it means. We've talked about this before. Doesn't number one. Yeah, number one. Number one is yeah. what is mostly what it means. Also, just number one in my heart. I just like the way you say it because I say premiere. Yeah, and you say you're like premiere, premiere. Yeah, I like it. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's just the the accent difference. Gets me going. Gets me going. <laughs> Glad to keep you going. Between the two of these guys, Oliver and John have turned their passions into professions, racking up hundreds of podcast episodes, live streaming weeks of their lives across multiple platforms, and are here today to shed some light and wisdom on the folly of our current venture uh, of jumping into podcasting as well. How the heck are you guys? Doing great. That was the best introduction I've heard. Yeah, it's all going to be downhill from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be hard to work but our way back. we're feeling good because you've plied us with coffee and croissants. I'm yeah. glad to. Yeah, today's, uh, I, we didn't mention that, but today's coffee was made by the Peloton Cafe. Vlad came in, uh, one of their top baristas, speaking of top people, came in and actually calibrated our machine, uh, tried a couple different roasts, and then made us some cups of coffee in my Chemex. Thank you to the Peloton Cafe this morning for providing the coffee. Yes, so we are extremely caffeinated for this uh, first right. podcast. What, what are you talking about? Hey, what? <laughs> you as well? All of us? And I'm jumping around. Um, so we're, uh, we're getting rolling. Oliver, I'll, I guess I'll start with you, but this is a question for both of you. When you started podcasting, like, and you've been doing this for a few years now. How many years now have you been doing it? Uh, close to three, I'd say. When you hit the record button for the first time, did you know what you're getting yourself into and what it was going to look like? Or did you figure it out as you went? No, I'll tell you, I didn't even know what a podcast was. I don't think. I think I'd heard the word, but I was doing it on like a community radio station. Yeah. And uh, I was I was pretty nervous and I had every second planned out for that first interview. Like every, every minute, I'd say. I sort of knew exactly where it was going to go. I'd sort of scripted some jokes and ideas 
And uh, But then when we pressed record for the first time, it felt very natural. So I felt I was doing something that I could potentially get good at. And uh, from there, it was just a... What was that thing that made you feel like it was something you could get good at? No, I think I felt like... I think it just felt natural. Yeah. Right? There was nothing... It just felt natural. That's what it was. It felt normal to me. I think I talk a lot, maybe. And I like to ask people questions so it was natural it wasn't that i was like oh i could be really good at this it was just did your do you feel like your training as a journalist led you into that space or are they completely different things i suppose so because when you're a journalist you're meant to ask a lot of questions and find out the story and what i like to do when i have guests on my show is find out their story and get them to talk about the real guest which Mm. is paris by just sort of telling their story so it's a you know yeah, it's a bit of a chat, but it's it's also a bit of a interview slash interrogation, I suppose. I'll jump in. You mentioned you scripted it out a lot. How much do you script out these days? Because Jay's Jay's put together a pretty strong script for this one as well. Right, right. Well, that's that's hard because John and I don't have a script, so we'll go off script. So it'll be tough for you guys to to follow your script, I suppose. But now nowadays, literally no script whatsoever. Not even like I think about what I want to talk to someone about. Like I did a recent episode with the mayor of the fourth about the Notre Dame. But all I really knew was I wanted to ask him where he was and what's happening next. And the rest would just be responses to what he brought up. I think it's, I kind of think it's better that way for me. Although some of the best podcasts there are are scripted from start to finish. Yeah, of course. Especially like the true crime ones and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, if you don't know who done it, then it's not going to be such an interesting podcast in the end. Good point, Jay. That's, that's a slight <laughs> difference. Uh, John, same thing. I mean, like you're, you have a, I think there's, it's a different, you guys come from different places too, because yeah. Yeah. Oliver's, Oliver started a podcast about uh, an obsession of the city of Paris. You started yours from a position of already having an established yeah. business. That's right. And in a lot of people that are thinking about starting a podcast should think about what you want it, what you're going to do with it and kind of what the call to action is going to be, I think. Um, Or are you just creating it because it's something you love and if it becomes a business or if it becomes a part of a business, that's wonderful. I will say that in itself is really hard to do, to have a business where you just make money on your content, like yours, Jay, and like yours, Oliver. That's that's hard to do, but that is, I think, the dream for a lot of people Mm. is to have conversations that they would be having anyway, put it on air and find ways to monetize it. In my case, you're right, I had a business. It was consulting other psychologists about business. And so even for just making the first five episodes was already kind of, I had a positive ROI, so to speak, because it was doing exactly what I wanted it to do. It was just like a blog post that leads to someone getting in touch and inquiring about consulting. Now, the, on the other hand, the process for finding my voice in podcasting has been a long and winding one. <laughs> and I've had, uh, I started out very structured. I started out with a list of questions for um, the guests and I s- quickly started to feel suffocated by that. And I think my guests did as well. Mm. So part of what has shaped that is actually my experience as a guest on other people's shows has been at times the most informative thing for me as to what kind of style I really want to have. Right. So that's shifted and evolved over time to kind of the current formation, which is a bit more open-ended, but has value every time. And it's a blend of, I think, stories and also things that people can take and implement right away um, because of, you know, the nature of our content. On the other hand, the kind of podcasts I listen to are not that much like my own podcast. In fact, uh, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, My wife gives me a really hard time for the frequency at which I listen to them because I listen to them all the way up until when I go to bed and like pretty much first thing in the morning. 
So basically you're just laughing around the house all day. Yeah, yeah. Like this is the first time I haven't been listening to a podcast in weeks. <laughs> when but I'm on a podcast. <laughs> Only because we forced you to take your headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have one AirPod in. <laughs> you just can't see <laughs> it. What are you doing? Can you He's going to start asking, uh, answering questions that we haven't asked. <laughs> yeah. Do you, with, with, and that's a big difference too, because I think, and the, I, I, I'm actually really curious about end goals for both of you. I'm familiar, but also genuinely curious in the moment because Oliver, I, if I can, I think that we could say that yours is to make the earful tower. It already is your job and to grow that. And that would be it to turn that into like, yeah, you're living off of your podcast. Is that where you started? And is that, is that, is that the end goal? The end goal is in what I'm, I don't even know what you mean by end goal. What's your, what's your end game? Where are you going to, I saw a picture of you. Aged when are you going to end it? Significantly this weekend. I, I got no fight. <laughs> thinking about your future. I'm not, uh, Jay's referring to a, when are you a, retiring? a dress up party I went to. I don't think about, I don't think that far ahead about anything. As you guys both know, I'm probably the least organized of us three, I would imagine. So I don't have an end goal, but neither, I mean, that's the way I do things for better or worse. Like I quit my job as a journalist about six months into the, podcast life when I uh, pretty much soon after someone stopped me in the street and uh, or two people stopped me in the street within 30 seconds to say that they had uh, done everything I'd recommended on the podcast they're like I booked every tour you mentioned went to every restaurant I even went to see where you know I went to the I don't know canal where you'd done a story and I was like okay if there's this kind of a reaction to it then there's a way to monetize it and if there's a way to monetize it or if there's a way to get that reaction from two people in a row then there's a way to do it from a hundred or a thousand or ten thousand whatever so i quit my job kind of stupidly and focused on it but if I, I think if i hadn't have done that then i never would have got to this stage you know yeah but in terms of end goal i don't know i'm just going to keep trying to grow it and keep doing it while i enjoy it but i think i'd do my own head in if i had like a 15 year plan uh, or even a five-year plan. As long as my thing is, if it's still growing and people are still into it and I'm still enjoying doing it, then I'm onto a good thing. That's great. Yeah. That's a good answer. What about you, John? Because you, would you want to get to a place where you were just living off of that content or is it always going to cohabitate a space with another business? I, I think, I don't know if it would be enough for me because for me, the podcast leads into products and services. And you basically have, uh, we've had different ways of kind of monetizing quote unquote, the podcast. One is, again, leading people to our, our own products or services. The other is paid advertising on the show itself, which we've done. Yeah. The third one, the, the, the 2.5 would be affiliate marketing. So basically leading people to, to offers or products that you trust and you get some cut of that. What I like is that people get really caught up in the numbers of podcasting, um, especially Oliver, but... Uh, <laughs> We have a story about that. Okay, I'll tell the story and then I'll talk about the third arm of monetization. Message last night. He roasted me. We were. This is when I first moved to Paris, and we were out at a bar, and I think I had like one point five beers, and and I don't know how we this came up. He was probably just shouting about his podcast, you know. Okay, I've got a side to the story as well. Okay, I'll tell my side, and then you can tell his. Which is, (laughs) I heard him talking about podcasting, and I'm like, hey. I podcast too, my man. And I was also just trying to make friends in Paris. And he was like, cool, bro. How many downloads you have in that kind of way? Yeah. <laughs> is that is that how it went? I'll it wasn't like that. Hey, I'm, hey, I, I'm, no, I'm that's actually, that if I remember, and as we're good friends, we can, uh, we can roast each other Let's here. Let's do it. Right? Absolutely. Uh, I remember. This is a safe, 
and you were like what do you do and i was like oh, I've that's got, right i've that's got a podcast right. and, yeah, yeah. and you were asking questions that i get a lot of similar questions people that say how do you monetize something like that yeah that's probably and i was asked. talking because that's what well, that makes sense this was a long time yep. ago now but you were uh the feds are coming the ambulance <laughs> yeah, yeah. is coming to service your burns <laughs> no I got, yeah and you said you asked me all these questions. I was like, "Well, you know, the people listen to it. I've got, you know, people pay a membership, and there's advertising." And you're asking all these questions, and then uh, more questions than a usual person does. And I was like, "What do you do?" And you're like, oh, "I'm a podcaster." And I was like, "Oh, darn too." For goodness, <laughs> <sakes>. <laughs> goodness sakes, led you into it. But then I ask, and my side of the story is, I always, I think, like YouTube. I think it's interesting to know how many stats, how many downloads yeah. a podcast have. I That's think a it's, good point. I think it's interesting, and it shows like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but if someone has a similar amount of downloads as someone else has, then they can go, oh, how have you managed to turn that into whatever? Whereas if I'm talking to someone who's got one download a month, then maybe we have a different conversation. I don't think it's also private. Yeah. Whereas I know a lot of other people do. It's kind of like some countries you don't talk about your salary. In other countries, it's public knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I, for me, downloads on podcasts, I, I, don't, I don't care. I'll yeah. tell anyone. It's, it's really not about the size. And see, I mean, this is Jay's first episode. I don't yeah. even want to talk about download numbers. Sounds good. My, you, well, you could because you, you're both stomping me. Okay. By That's mathematically true. infinite number. So. I'm John Everyone plus one. Everyone has to start with one. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that uh, that we're basically invited you to on our first podcast to get consulting off you guys. Yeah, I know. That didn't escape me. Anyway. So I'll send my consultancy <laughs> fee up in terms of monetizing. Well. I've already paid you in Cash only. percent, so yep. where do you want <sighs> So um, here's the thing. Oh, sorry. I'll no, say one you go thing. On. No, you, go you finish your story. Back to the numbers thing. Back to Oliver. Back to Oliver and me one-upping him. What I love about podcasting and any kind of content for that matter, but especially podcasting, is you could have 100 listeners, 100 downloads per episode, and build a very lucrative business off of that. True. In that regard, it really is how you use it. It's true. So I've seen people do that a lot, right? So if you have offers and you think of what is the next step now that I have someone's attention, I'm offering value to them, I've served them, you have to think about what that first call to action is going to be. Yeah. If you don't, you'd be podcasting for you know a year, a couple of years, unless you're already starting with a platform like you are, Jay, before you start to actually make money off of it. But that's true. Just to, to make that yeah. even clearer, if you've got this niche idea, if you've got a podcast about Lego and you're the only Lego guy and you're the best at it and you've got 50 listeners, maybe all 50 of them would pay your monthly subscription. Yeah. If you're just two guys who think you're pretty funny and you maybe you're hysterical and you're sitting in your basement doing an episode and you have a million downloads, that doesn't mean you're going to make a red hot cent. Right, right. Yeah, it's very, that's the same thing with YouTube, I yeah. think, as well. It's really, really Although simple. with YouTube, yeah, it's quite easy to put ads on it, right? As in you just click it is, one button. It unless you get demonetized. It just right. So it depends on what your content is. And you don't control that. That's the other problem with YouTube, right? Is that there's a percentage, right, of yeah. what you earn from ads, but you're not the one creating partnerships with those ad companies, right? Whereas with a podcast, you can. And again, I started getting podcast sponsorships at an unusually low download number yeah. because of what I could do with it. Right, because I sat down with a company who was in my niche and I went, okay, I'm going to get you in front of X number of people. And at the time, it was just a couple hundred downloads per episode. I'm going to get you in front of a couple hundred people that you otherwise wouldn't be in front of. And we're going to call them to action to become a subscribing member to your software. Right? And what's that worth to you? Yeah. So for them, it was worth a lot of money. And of course, the content is evergreen. right? Yeah. And so that's the thing too, is that it really grows and people... A lot of times when they hop into your podcast, like on episode 141, if they become a fan, if they really like what they're listening to, 
guess what? They're going to go back and binge from episode one. Bingo. Which is incredible. Yeah. It's very, you know, there's not a lot of kinds of content where people do that. A blog, for instance, right? Where someone will go back and read everything from episode one. People just aren't interacting with it in that way. Mm. Yeah. I interrupted you. No, that's okay. Um, it's good to, yeah. it's good to listen to you guys. Not for us to talk. <laughs> Keep I talking, guess. John. Keep talking. <laughs> I guess, I mean, th- this sounds all very rosy. I'm just wondering what, what are the big challenges and pitfalls you've hit like what are the big you know if you, you guys got some i mean oliver you you came across from public radio into into podcasting and it kind of opened up for you but you know have there been some big mistakes you've made have there been some big challenges you've faced be it technical be it uh doing it in paris be it whatever and then john do you have a good one to start with john for me the only thing is the content treadmill which is not on like any platform or jay's youtube videos you can create the content, but once you commit to a schedule, you need to commit to it. And with podcasting, especially people expect your episode to show up every Wednesday mm. at four, if that's what you've committed to. And a podcast audience, I think because it's a very intimate platform, really relies on that cadence. So I, I think you do have to take that seriously and think about the content treadmill. I think you need to plan your content out as much as you can because you will uh, maybe not run out of ideas, but you will start to get a bit behind. You'll be behind the eight ball or whatever they say um so i that's the only stress is sometimes getting into creating last minute episodes and then it's like does the content suffer a little bit because i'm clearly making this up 20 minutes <laughs> before the episode which i know oliver's never done no that's that's a good one that's probably what i uh if i could go back and talk to my younger self Do when it. i started this i'd Do say it. oliver get a little bit prepared and i still i'm still not but i'm working on it and i'm getting better at it but just be three episodes ahead of the game. And you know that when you talk to people who do podcasting, like I've been on some big podcasts before or I've been interviewed by some, you know, big newspapers and they go, yeah, this is going to come out in January. And and you're like, you know, what? It's February now. Are you kidding me? You know, like they're just way <laughs> ahead of the game. And I never am, but I'm uh, getting better. And also my other big thing was when I started, I wasn't earning a red hot cent. Is that a thing, by the way? There's no. I like that you keep saying it. <laughs> uh, I literally wasn't. I really wasn't. And I quit my job and I was doing uh, freelance for some newspapers around the world. And I was like, hang on, I'm just still a journalist with a, with a hobby. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do another day of journalism freelancing. I'm just going to focus on the podcast. And I was really broke. I don't know if you guys remember this, but I, I remember I had nothing. The first time I met you, actually, you were, we were talking about a children's book. That that's right as well yeah that's uh, a whole uh, other story yeah. yeah and that was that was also another th- thing that was never going to bring in any money quickly but that i remember when i would have met you guys i was down at the peloton i used to go to the peloton people would be listening saying uh oh those guys gave you coffee today that's we, well people will be saying uh hang on all of that four euros for a coffee you don't sound very broke to me well hang on a second in those days we uh, i had an oven in the apartment i lived in and my wife made banana bread and oh, we were yeah. out once with right. Christian and Paul from Peloton, and they were like, we love this banana bread. That means banana bread for the, the American listeners. We had a little deal where it was like 10 coffees for a banana bread. Banana bread. <laughs> Seriously. So we, Yeah. So no butter system. You don't, wait, yeah, what you is don't this? have to translate yourself for John. It's <laughs> okay. we, the rest of us understand you. Wait, ten, what is this deal? It was like, you know, they got a slice of cake in there. So I'd bring in a cake, and they'd give 10 coffees in return. As in, like, I'd go they in and have a coffee Oh, you'd barter. Yes, exactly. Oh, wow. So scale that up. Think what I was doing at the restaurants. <laughs> no, I wasn't doing anything. Either. But you know what I mean? Like yeah, we, yeah. Were, we were like scraping. Yeah. But now it's going a lot better because uh, it's been a lot, of, a lot of time has passed since then. 
One of the things that really changed for you. And I think that's one of the, that's what makes it interesting. I mean, knowing you guys, it's always interesting to talk. Cause we, we, Oliver, you know, when I met you, we were both in the same spot in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Cause well, I literally was Peloton. literally in the, in, in the Peloton, not quite because we weren't inhabiting the exact same space, but, right. um, that, yeah, I mean, I was only eating when I got tipped, you know, right. with, from the bike tours that I was doing. Yeah, and, right. uh, I, I unfortunately did not have an oven or a wife to <laughs> help me get free coffees, but I did manage to get, you know, the, the discount at the Peloton, the family friend discount. But yeah, yeah that, that, that's what also I think makes this interesting because for us and what we'll talk about after the break is we're trying to build something even bigger long-term, right? With the, the sci-fi fantasy books that I've written and the desire to turn those into films and to build a publishing house around that and everything else. And so I think what's, what's, been cool uh, at least for me as a a friend is to get to see you especially because ever since i've known john he's been wildly successful handsome and you know tell the other side of that yeah throw my hat into the you can definitely trading banana bread for you you i know some of your story that when you were driving uber and you know trying to pull things together right like so you talk about this morning or is this i told him before (laughs) he brought he brought he brought somebody down on his scooter on the way here this morning (laughs) but um that's actually part of the reason why we're doing this and that's uh some of what richard is is uh, i'm sure going to share about too but you know is trying to 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 follow that that storyline through now where it's like okay well we've gotten to where we are now and i and i've been able to share a lot of my struggles and story through my vlog how do we share that story moving forward with a podcast and so that yeah that's kind of what we were going to get into i think after the break but let's go to break and uh see what's going on on the other side of this song i suppose Today's episode is brought to you by none other than that one blogger's guide to Paris. I'm going to go ahead and throw this in there for our very first episode. One of the ways that we managed to pay for our fun little equipment and coffee and croissants for our guests is by selling a guide to Paris. I made a PDF a year and a half ago that's 120 pages long, full of 240 or so recommendations, along with essays on how to avoid scams, how to avoid pickpockets, where to stay in Paris, where not to stay in Paris, and a lot of things along those lines. It's from years of experience and being a tour guide in the city, living in the city my love for paris and i just want to share that with you it's 20 bucks online you can find a link in the description below this episode or just go to jswanson.me and find the guide right at the top of that page right there grab your copy before you come to paris anytime and uh, that way we can keep feeding oliver and john croissants whenever they come into the office now for those of you at home wondering what the heck is going on for these guys in the studio as well wondering the same thing Here's a brief rundown of why we're doing this podcast and what we're hoping to accomplish because that's what we would like to turn this towards a little bit right now. By the end of today's episode, we're hoping that John and Oliver, not John Oliver, but John and Oliver, every time, I'm so tempted to say that, can help us refine our goals as well as lend guidance to the path that we take forward. As you will have already heard in the introduction, I've written and published a bunch of sci-fi fantasy novels with the hopes of one day filling out a much larger body of work. They all exist within the same universe and I believe would make for great TV and film along the way as well. The thing is that my ambitions are a bit high for traditional publishing 
as the nameless nobody that I am, and I'd really like to do as much of the structural plotting and planning in advance as possible, both in a fiction sense and in a business sense, because it can't exist on its own. The idea of this podcast is both to chronicle the journey, like we were talking about, as we figure this all out, uh, but it's also, you know, about starting a publishing house and a film studio around one extended cinematic universe. So there will be nerdy things along the way. You can think Marvel or Star Wars, but with bigger overarching storylines figured out in advance, which is why we'll be talking a lot about avoiding the retcon. Uh, and we can talk more about that at some point. But I want to write everything towards a known ending. This is where the name of the podcast comes from, if it sounds a little bit weird. Oracle of the Dread Gods. It's the story universe in which I've been working and playing in for the last decade. Oracle of the Dread Gods as a title umbrella for the entire body of work. And we're going to be building all of the spoiler-free elements in real time here with you, thus building the Oracle. Not only do we want to chronicle the journey and seek out wisdom from smarter people along the way, a la John, a la Oliver, uh, but we want to learn as much as we can about podcasting specifically because we want to launch more of them along the way, as well as we have some ideas for some YouTube channels and things that we would like to churn out as we go. And with that in mind, I kind of want to come back to the, hearing this now. You guys are hearing this. We've talked a lot before about dreams and ambitions along the way. What are, what are we not seeing? What are the cliffs that we're careening towards right now? What are the cliffs, Joel? I, this is going to be a tangent, but Gustav, the dog, <laughs> yeah. has been sitting in the corner. <laughs> he looks kind of sad, doesn't he? I know this he but well. this is not... No, he's been sitting, not laying for this entire episode no, I think he's and it's almost like he's trying to blend in like he's trying <laughs> oh he's getting drowsy now I think he's warm he's falling asleep Does he no like a there's a box somewhere that we uh, we made a makeshift bed but I'm in um, love with this yeah I think he's warming he's his backside by the heat from under the door it's funny because he's guarding his tail under the door <laughs> when you're outside yeah no he's on guard mode it just okay, his guard good, mode is good. also sleep mode so yeah, we should get a photo of that. Before <laughs> that, he was doing it like caddy corner, like really trying to blend in and almost staring at one point in the wall. Like he's playing a game with, with us, like trying to be a dog statue. Get all Gustav. Oh. And now he's falling asleep standing up. He does that. Up. It's yeah. so cute. All right, I've got a photo. We'll, we'll try and add we'll it to add something. We'll add to the notes below. <laughs> anyway, I, you know, this is the thing is that most people are afraid to fail and so they never start. And, you know, I don't want to get too, like, you know, motivational speaker I on it. it. Keep going. But this is, this is absolutely true. People that are successful with anything entrepreneurial, they take consistent action and that's it. That, that is literally the only thing that separates people who have ideas from people who are, quote unquote, successful. And until I realized that, that no one is going to give you permission to get started mm. and to create a podcast or be to create two good ideas. Here's the other thing is that people don't realize this little secret. People, I talk to people all the time and they go, well, I want to start a podcast. I want to start a whatever. I want to write a book, but I don't know what I should say. I don't know who it's for. I don't know what the format should be yet. Uh, this is where it's wrong. So you, it's not figure that stuff out and then create the content. Your content is actually the process of discovery. Mm. They're one and the same. So the, the reason that I be, got to where I am and in my case, am, am doing really well in my industry is, is not because I knew everything and then I started turning on a mic to teach all my almighty knowledge. I was failing miserably. I was very poor living in San Francisco in an eight by 10 shack and driving Uber and Lyft but I was starting to write about what I was learning, right? So the failures that I first had, I named my business wrong. I didn't have it set up well. I had a website, but no one was finding it. I just started to learn something 
and fail through it and then start to talk about it and then learn something and talk about it and basically documenting it almost like a vlog, right? Yeah. Through my podcast. No, it's not like I was just documenting the failures and just that I was documenting, I was documenting, you know, what I had learned or the failures and then what I had learned to kind of get through it. And that's what makes it relatable in a way is that people see that and they go, okay, he had a struggle like I did and then he came through it. On the other hand, yeah, if you're, if you're creating a podcast that is about entertainment, right? And Oliver has a good little trifecta thing about what a podcast should be but that's what people get wrong right is they just don't get started yeah. for sure i think uh yeah i get a lot of emails as well or people that want to that uh talk to me about starting their own thing and i uh what i tell to people is kind of similar to, well we have quite different ways of going that we've come to where we've got to but i always tell people not to i say don't wait for great i think a lot and feel free to ignore that advice but i know a lot of people like i see there's podcasting forums and stuff and facebook groups and newsletters and stuff that i'm part of and a lot of people say oh, i've got this idea but you know it's uh you know i'm thinking to launch in in february and i haven't started up my patreon account yet and i haven't started my youtube channel on the side but i'm working on that and i'm just and i'm thinking like you don't even know if a single person's going to listen to that like, what are you waiting for? Just get started and get doing it and see if people care about it. Because, uh, like I already said, I'm not a planner. I know you are, uh, Jay. I know you are, John. I don't know about you so much, Richard. I assume you're a bit of a planner. That's what I'm here for, apparently. Yeah, yeah. right. You're a planner as well. But you guys, like, Jay, you already got an audience, so it doesn't... I mean, you know that no matter what, you can make, let's say, at least 100 to 1,000 people listen to this episode. For all you know, they might not care at all about podcasts. We don't know. I mean, Maybe. I know that you've done some sort of polls and stuff like that. I don't know yeah. some people will come and check it out. But so you've got a way bigger head start on all the other people thinking to start a podcast and an empire and all that stuff. But I just tell people, just get into it and then see. I built everything I did when there was a need for it. Like I didn't start up the, the Instagram page until I knew that there was an audience for it. I didn't start up the Patreon thing until I'd been getting emails from people saying, um, how can we, you know, give back or whatever? I never was ahead of the game like that, but it kind of worked really natural like that. So, so it grew pretty organically. But yeah, I never, I never start up anything until I know there's going to be something. Just listening to both of those responses, it's it's kind of gratifying because I think though, what you say there, Oliver, about Jay's audience and and how he's how he's prepared for we're ahead of the game a little bit. I mean, that's partly what we're, we're doing here with this podcast is Jay's audience has been on YouTube uh, vlogging every day but there was this point that I think Jay reached this year where he realised he couldn't be vlogging every day and still reach his, his writing goals like that mm. wasn't going to happen and he needed to get uh, some extra help as well so this whole experiment really is to see okay can we can we keep vlogging a little bit to, you know make sure the vlog is still going because he has these incredible patrons through Patreon is this wonderful subscriber base on YouTube that's been following him and and we don't want to forget those people and we want to keep rewarding them and, and we want them as part of the story. And so the, you know, the idea of the podcast was, was to, you know, and as you were saying, John, about uh, diving in, just, just take action every day. You know, the podcast is something I think that we wanted to do to, um, to, to keep us accountable, to, to start something. We, we've been talking about really getting into the publishing side of this thing and really taking Jay's novels and, and reworking them and, and, and writing new ones and really getting them out there. And the podcast seemed like a really good way for us both to commit to that project, but also bring along Jay's existing audience mm. and that support network. So it's interesting. And also just to start podcasting because we think podcasting is a really interesting medium and we know yeah. that Jay can talk a lot, but um, yeah, podcasting is, is, 
it's very similar to the vlogging, but there, there's a few differences there. So, and, you know, we wanted to experiment with this and, and we wanted to show a real time, you know, people can follow us through and we're yeah. going to make mistakes. We're going to fail hard. And yeah. yeah, I would argue that podcasting is the only medium in the world right now in 2019 that's more intimate than vlogging. Yeah. Mm. Because you, you've been able to build an audience and a following and people who adore you by having a camera in front of your face, like three inches from your face sometimes. <laughs> podcasting I think is more intimate than that you think about something as like tactile as someone whispering in your ear <laughs> uh, and then all but also think about the fact that podcasting is the only medium right now that people can consume while doing something else mm. it's extremely extremely powerful mm. and so when you have something like that your fans your listeners can literally take you with them everywhere and mm. you're in their pocket Right, and you're whispering in their ear, um, and you're saying things, and you're making jokes, and you're expressing, and that's part of the. That's one thing too is because it's going to be so much less edited than, let's say, a vlog. Right, it it'd be almost like if you went around with your vlog and you put every single clip from the whole day in there. Right, that's kind of how a podcast is. A lot of times when it's or so organic that people hear the the uh, you know the. the I don't know. The siren going by, they hear like... Um, it's very real. It's very real. You know, yeah. like when I have a guest in... So let's say sometimes I have a guest who's, let's say, an uh, Instagram influencer, right? So they spend their whole day finding the very best angle themselves for one shot when they're at the very best place in Paris or whatever. That's what you get every day. One snapshot of their life. 30 minutes in the studio with me, you know within five minutes, 100% more about that person than you ever knew. Yeah. Just by the way, huge. they respond to a question or what they talk about, or what their accent is like, or how, if they've got a good grasp on, you know, vocabulary. You know, you can tell a lot about a person, and that's why um, that's why people like it. You get a real intimate knowledge. And like you say, you can, uh, you, you're, uh, you know, someone might go on a flight or a road trip or do the dishes or whatever and just be passively listening. Chopping onions. Chopping onions. Yeah, i got someone who always listens when they're chopping onions, I think. Oliver, I listen to you while I cook. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So uh, that's... John, I'm sorry I haven't listened to your podcast. but it's okay. You but probably it's shouldn't. <laughs> it's very soothing. I don't know if you've heard from his voice, up. though. I mean, like that whispering yeah, yeah, absolutely. in the ear Yeah, yeah. Well, really maybe... maybe I, I also I listen to a lot of podcasts as well. I know, John, yeah. you, you say you listen to a lot. Um, we'll compare notes. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I certainly listen to... I go to sleep sometimes. My wife has to shout at me to get the earplugs. Here's here's the other thing, Jay, is yep. that your content is very unlike mine. Th this is the way I see your your content. You have two arms, and actually, this is funny. This is how I discovered you. So I'm I'm an example. I'm an avatar for you. You have many avatars within your audience, and being a good business owner means understanding your avatars, right? So one avatar is people like me that w I was moving to Paris, and I probably Googled something like how to take the metro in Paris or how to order coffee in Paris because that was an immediate crisis it's for me. It's an important one. Yeah. So I found your video, which was a useful keyword rich video where you taught me something about how to actually order a cafe or a, uh, a coffee in Paris. I learned that. You served me through that, right? And the relationship could have stopped there. But it was kind of in this vlog style. So then I end up lost in your vlog for the next hour or whatever. And I'm, I'm in your apartment, Right. And I see where you sleep. I see where you go to the bathroom. You know, I see... I'll show you the toilet. <laughs> uh, he was literally in your apartment. Oh, no, I was literally in there. Yeah, yeah. Filmed that, but yeah, I was watching you sleep. Yeah. And so all those moments start to draw me way closer to you because you have people who are there in part to learn about Paris, people who love Paris, and you, have, you also have people who love you and they like 
they like being a fly on the wall for your life. That's what a vlog really is. It's a video blog. It's a video diary, right? Yeah. The, the, you know, the content or the value is just that. You know, you're not teaching me a trick at the end of the day. You're not teaching me um, in, in a lot of your content how to get to the Eiffel Tower, you know, how to get to the top of the Eiffel Tower the fastest or by skipping the lines. You have content like that, but you have different avatars in there. Now, so are the people that are paying your salary the people that just wanted to know how to get to the top of the Eiffel Tower or are they the people that know, like, and trust you or I would say know, love, and trust you and want to see you succeed and want to see you thrive, right? The biggest thing I think you can realize is there's there's something called the 80-20 rule and this is just in nature. So there's a farmer who planted all of his tomato seeds and he realized year after year that 20% of his seeds yielded 80% of his crop. It's the same in business, right? And in fact, Oliver went through this, if I can pick on you a little bit, when he was thinking about like, man, I've got this patron, I've got to serve these people. I know they want more. They probably want me to do more Facebook lives. They probably want me to do more YouTube lives. And I was like, maybe, but maybe they just want something else. Why don't you ask them? And then you ask them, and I think you should share your results or share some part of it, right? Because it went from assuming that you knew kind of what they wanted mm. or why they would, why yeah. they would pay your salary. Well, I, I, thought, I thought people wanted, because uh, I was I was doing a, v a live video a week for people who subscribed and that was very important to me to do it. So if I was on holiday, I'd either think about doing that live video on holiday or doing two in the week before. And then I did this big survey and I was like, with a lot of things I was genuinely curious about, but one of the questions was, why are you supporting me? Is it A, because you want that bonus content or is it B, because you want to see me succeed? And it was something like 80 or 85% of people wanted to see me succeed. And when I realized that only 15 or 20% wanted those videos, I essentially stopped doing the videos and no one cared. Maybe one or two people cared, mm. but it kept growing. And I was like, okay, I was wrong about all this. And I'd been stressing out to do these videos and stuff. Not saying I didn't, you know, you know, I just don't do anything now, but I just sort of understand that relationship a bit better and figured it out, and then, uh, you know, it all goes back to the 80-20 rule somehow. It's all about right? the tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, I think that's also why we, you know, bring you guys in, in advance a little bit, just to, is to, obviously I have access to you personally, but just to bring you in and think about this a little bit publicly in advance to think in terms of, okay, like, how are we going to approach this? How are we going to do the best job we can to to grow that and to make sure that people know that we want them along for the ride? I didn't. Get, I didn't talk about. I didn't say my triangle. You my, say my three the things. Yeah, so the trifecta. trifecta. This is what I. So I taught podcasting a little bit at university here, and I sort of came up with it on the spot, but I believe it still. There's three things that a great podcast will have. If it has all those three things, it'll be great. If it has two, it'll be good. And if it has one. It could still be good, but three is the best, right? And that's, it has to be interesting, informative, and or entertaining, right? So we could have, a, like we talked about before, two guys who are comedians, they'll be entertaining, and that's great. And that could be the best podcast in the world, but they'll never be informative or maybe never interesting. There could be one that's about, uh, let's say, how to get around Las Vegas, and it could be extremely informative, but it might not be entertaining. But I think the best podcasts are the ones that take each point of those triangles in terms of making a podcast uh, and give all those three things to people so they'll always feel they're getting entertainment informativeness information might be the word uh, and interesting you know so that's my little golden triangle think of that what you want
we'll be golden triangling that for sure. <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys for your any closing thoughts or wisdom here in a second. I want to toss it over to Richard in case he had something to, to throw in here first, though. You know, my, my role on here is to talk, you know, uh, the businessy kind of side of things, so monetization and, and these sort of things. But I think we covered that um, early on. I think, John, you, you talked about that, of, you know, the different ways of doing that. And, I mean, for us, monetization of this podcast isn't, really the the be all and end all this is the value for this is as i said before it's to try and uh one uh it's an experiment in the in the medium for us to learn it's for your for jay's audience and and hopefully to build that audience uh and bring them along on this journey that he's, he's taking this next step with the uh with the with the books and the publishing and and we know i think it rings true, Oliver, what you said about your your followers and, and when you surveyed them i think that that's jay would have a very similar result um, I think he has a very, very loyal and, and supportive audience and I think they, they want to see him succeed too. So we want to, we want to take him on that journey and, and maybe, uh, you know, we don't know where this podcast is going to end up. Um, we're committing to the first season and in that season we're going to try and, uh, you know, interview more people like yourselves who have, been, who have taken that step from their own job, uh, quitting their job but pursuing a creative in, endeavour and... And you know we want to learn from those people, and along the way we're going to talk to uh, we're going to talk to the audience and, and and be very honest about how we're going along to build this publishing house and the, and, and and track all that. So it's going to be a very open and an honest podcast, uh, and hopefully it'll be informative because of the guests we have. Hopefully it'll be entertaining because of the guests we have. <laughs> um, and uh, interesting and that's interesting stats. Yeah. stats. And Just get stats. stats. Stats are always interesting. Halfway through, I haven't had an informative episode. I was going to say, I thought you that wasn't a more stat. stats. I've got a, stat. I've got a stat for you that's right on topic, actually, is I read a big, long uh, sort of document about podcasting recently. It said one in 350 podcasts will ever make any kind of money. One in 350, which is partly because of so many sort of dreamers who just start a little podcast because they're having fun, but partly because it's so hard to yeah. monetize a podcast. I mean, you got a big head start that you already have an audience. Uh, but even still, like, w I don't know what the conversion is between YouTube watches and podcast watches. Yeah, I have no idea. I know for a fact that um, some podcast people don't care at all about videos. So I know that relationship the other way. Yeah. In terms of like some when I started doing videos, some people didn't care at all. But maybe all YouTube watches love, who knows? There could be all of two downloads, and I appreciate those. I know oh, Jeff me and, will listen, me and, so Well, there's at least four from this room, right? We'll subscribe. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. that. So the last thing I would say is, if I were consulting you, you consult away. Just yeah. if you're doing it right now, I would say that you you have probably way more than two avatars in there, right? I mentioned the people who need to learn about Paris, the people who love seeing your daily life, but also you have this part about the people who read your novels, right? Yeah. So I would want to sketch out or do some surveying of your overall audience and figure out what is that overlap if there's a venn diagram how many people read the novels and also need to learn something utilitarian about paris what's the overlap there right and then the other thing for you as a company and if i were consulting you is mm -hmm. you need to do some really get really clear on things like the mission statement of your company and even if it's just the two of you guys sitting there and hashing it out, or if you are the company, right, and the help that you have and your sister and everyone, you still need to treat what you're doing like a big company. You need to have mission, vision, values, because those are the guiding principles of what you're doing. And then also, if someone asks you what you do, 
when you have these different verticals and these different projects, which you will always have, you need a way to tie them all together, right? It's like, so what does this business do? So to me, that would be, that's going to be really important for you moving forward with this podcast and expressing it to your audience and also to new audience members is what does Jay Swanson do? Or this is this can also be the value of a personal brand. And there's a lot of personal brand experts out there. The personal brand might is really the umbrella that houses all these different projects and verticals and different YouTube channels, podcasts, etc. Um, so maybe map that out somewhere, right, as well, because you have many doors that come into the same house, right? So you have all those. But then once they're in the house, what room do you want them to go into? And which rooms are also going to grow and scale the business monetarily. Those are the things I'm always thinking about on behalf of business owners because in order for you to keep doing what you're passionate about, you also have to make make money. That is very true. That's great. That's really good. But what do I know? Wait, you my last statistic. Oh, you have another statistic? My last statistic. Um, I just wanted to this. 83% of Australians know what podcasts are. That's the stat that oh, I found. I wanted to show that. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I just read These it. two fit into that category. That's actually a pretty high percentage. <laughs> this is um, What are those 17% doing? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> Informative, interesting, and entertaining. All in one stat. That's amazing. The other thing is, Jay, is like if you do the podcast and you enjoy doing it and you already are getting a salary somehow, like don't stress about monetizing a podcast because yeah. it'll you're getting into it for the wrong reasons. I think you're right. And then thankfully, when we were talking about our goals with this, our goals are very much to see if we can do this, to prove our competency, to learn as we go, and to, to just have a good time more than anything and produce something that we're proud of. For me, if we get to the end of the season and we've made something that we're proud of, that we're excited to share with people, then it's a success. I'm not worried about monetizing it at all. But with that, I think we're going to bring it to a close. Thank you both for being here. Yep, thanks, thanks very much. My pleasure. Really appreciate having you on board. I'm sure we'll have John and Oliver on again someday if I can promise them even tastier croissants. Richard, Double thank you nothing. as well. And Gustav for guarding the door in the sleepiest and most adorable way possible. Yeah. That was a fantastic conversation. I love spending time with those guys in general anyways, just because they're hilarious and a lot of fun. But the takeaways that I had from our conversation, I think really revolved around two things. One, despite the irony of being told not to wait for permission to go, which very much felt like being given permission to go. I really, I really do appreciate how we were encouraged in that way, just to, just to go for it, not to wait for anything, not to wait for a sign, not to wait for, uh, you know, proof from the heavens, but that we, you know, if we have an idea and we're passionate about it, we love it, we should just go for it. And that's something that I know that we've already done both Richard and I in different arenas of our lives before and, uh, is what we're doing here as well. But that was encouraging. The other thing that I'm walking away from this from uh, that has been an ongoing discussion for us as well has been just not to worry so much about the metrics. Like what are the goals that we have for this podcast behind the scenes? Because we're not really concerned about monetizing it. We're not really concerned about download numbers or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. What is it that we are worried about? What are the things that we're, are driving us and what are the things that are going to define success for us as a podcast moving forward? And uh, that's something that we're going to be coming back to again next week. We're going to be putting some real thought into that and make sure that we articulate that for you. Uh, not next week, in two weeks, obviously. But those are those are really my takeaways from it. And, and I, again, I really enjoyed hearing some of their personal stories. How about you, Richard? Um, yeah, I found it really encouraging as well. Uh, a lot of people might wonder why we chose to start a, a, uh, a podcast series 
on uh, building a book publishing company. Yeah, why, why did we start a series on, on building a publishing company by talking to two podcasters? And, but I'm actually really glad that we talked to Oliver and John first. Like in many ways, this podcast that we're, we're choosing to do together, this is our first joint step towards building that publishing company. So it really made sense to us to talk to John and Oliver. Um, they not only have had success as podcasters, but they know your audience, they know you, Jay, they know your audience, and they, they understand our project. So I think it was they were two good people to talk to because they had a lot of good advice and it was, it was good advice that was directed towards us. And I did definitely echo what you say about, um, about telling us to just go for it and also to uh, define success in our own terms. Um, I also liked a lot what, uh, what John had said about going back to our mission statement and, and our values and our, um, our vision for the company as a whole. And I guess that's a good point to jump into a segment we're going to do every week here. At the end of every episode, we're going to take key action points from the interviews and we're going to give ourselves a bit of homework. These are the, the idea here is that, that we are talking to experts who, or, or people who've done things. We're going to consult with them, we're going to get advice from them, and then we're going to act on that advice. So for this week, I, th- I think the two major points there are on the short term, I think we, we need to look at the goals that we want to set for this podcast series. And, and we'll just focus on series one, uh, this first series, which uh, I'm not sure we've mentioned yet, but we're, we're aiming at about a six-month series, one episode every two weeks, so about 12 episodes. For the Americans listening, that's a six-month season. Six months. Sorry. That's what did okay. I say? <laughs> it's fine. It's just, yep. the, just, just clarifying. Yep. So six months. Um, so what we will do is, is we're going to come back uh, next episode and we'll, we will have tried to solidify those goals and, and talk to you about those goals. And in terms of things like monetization, in terms of things like uh, building an audience and uh, other sort of success metrics, you know, what, what are we going to focus on? What, what's important to us and what, what will success be? On a longer term, I think that revisiting our mission statement or, or, or writing a mission statement for the company as a whole. So this isn't just for the podcast. This is to look at Jay Swanson Co., whatever, <laughs> whatever we're calling that, the publishing house, the the vlogging, everything, and and really come up with a mission statement and a vision for the company and, and those core values. I think that was a really good point by John that that we should think like a big company. If we want to be a big company, then we should start thinking like one now and and think about what we want that company to look like. And uh, I think. I've, I've worked in a lot of big companies um, who have had good mission statements and some that haven't. And uh, I, I think it's a real worthwhile project. So I do too. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, and uh, we'll be back to tell you more about what the heck it is that we're managing to figure out in two weeks. Yep. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Today's podcast was brought to you by my delightful patrons who have radically changed my life over the last couple of years and whose contributions have a direct impact on the future success of all this madness. Building the Oracle is mixed and produced by Zach Egan, co-hosted by Richard Bilkey, whose four-legged friend Gustav is in the house and our mascot, written and hosted by yours truly. Our theme music is Glory by David Cutter, who you can also find and support directly on Patreon. And our newsletter is assembled with love by our own Kate Weber. And don't forget, you can support us at patreon.com slash Swanson wherever you can no longer resist scratching that itch. Don't forget to rate and review Building the Oracle on iTunes and wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. It would mean the world to Gustav. My name is Jay Swanson again, and thank you so much for listening. Tune back in in two weeks for our next guest, New York Times bestselling author, Natasha Nyan. Until then, keep making ratchet.